Hey, Kathy. Hey, Daniel. It's funny because so we start all these episodes. It's me saying, hey, Benedict, and then he says, hey, Daniel, and now you're not Benedict. Nope, I'm, I'm Kathy. You're the first guest, I think, on this podcast. We've done solo episodes, Benedict and I, when the other person was gone, but you're the first, not us. Well, I guess Darian, we had our investor on, but you're the first person that is not somebody directly like invested in or involved in the company. I am also the first female, so that makes me feel yes. good. Here we go. It's off to a good start. Yeah. So I'll say who you are, I guess. Kathy was a PR consultant that we worked with for our fundraising announcement. We got connected because Gradient Ventures, you work with them and know them, and they suggested that we hire a PR consultant, which was something that was very foreign to us or surprising. And we can talk about that. Like, what? We're, we have to hire a PR consultant? And the, you know, they didn't say have to, they just suggested it. It was our decision. And they said, you should just talk to Kathy. She'll give you an hour, you know, consulting advice and you can talk about what it would look like. And, and after that, we said, yes, let's just go work with her. We trust her. And that's what we did. Do you remember when we met or anything about it? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I do. I remember the first conversation and I was just like, this. there's something interesting here. The first combos for me with founders, I always look for at least two moments where I'm like, yes, this is a pitchable campaign. And I remember you were just very transparent in how much you raised and transparent on valuation, which was for me like a light bulb moment because you were very open on at that moment, like wanting to express mm -hmm. that. And then also like just being open about what you didn't know. Mm. And mm -hmm. I thought that was like, that's going to be for me. I always think about these things on how we go into it and say arrows is going to be fun because they're very open to just doing it and having me be the expert on what, what needs to be done in order to make this successful. And you were just like, yeah, I, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need you to do whatever you just described because now I have no idea on how to do that. No, it's funny you say that. I was actually thinking about that before we talked earlier. I was like, what should we talk about with Kathy? And Benedict and I, I've spent eight years like doing a lot of consulting and design and development work for startups and other companies. And we had bigger clients and we were on your side of the table working with people in our situation, sometimes at bigger organizations, but I've now changed my thinking about what do I want out of somebody we work with like you? And I think you've become an example for me of, oh, Kathy just owned the press process for us. Like you told me what we needed to do when I needed to have it. It wasn't something that I didn't have to do any work. Like we did have to prepare and think about it and do work for it, but I didn't have to think about or strategize it too much. I just was able to react to what you were telling me and make decisions in there, but not necessarily think about it all too much. And I just trusted that it was done and being able to trust you was so fantastic. Well, that makes me very happy. And I think that's a really critical message to share just because founders have so many things going on. Like you just closed on around. You're starting to think about a go-to-market like press launch and strategy and you're dealing with customers and product and investors and the last thing, hire, like hiring. Like it was like, I remember it just being an absolute, we have three to four weeks to get this done. Like the last thing you need is to come up with a full marketing strategy. So that's exactly how it should work. Yeah. And I think it was interesting. So when we, so we closed our round, I think we got the money from Gradient April 30th. Then we got all the angels throughout May. And then we came to you sometime in mid to late May. That's when we talked to Gradient, has a marketing person on staff, and we talked to them. And he said, you should talk to a press consultant. And at the time, at that moment, I was, what do you mean? Like, okay, I mean, I guess we'll talk to them, but I can do this. I can just 
message some people or put this together, tweet it out, and maybe we'll put a blog post up and see if it gets picked up. But we're, we're in this mode of, isn't that something like bigger companies do or like later stage? Like I remember at Twilio when there was press people around and also in our mind, it was so expensive. We didn't even talk to you yet, but it was like, oh, we're going to spend like 20 grand or 30 grand on this. And are we going to have to go on a retainer? And it was this whole like crazy thing. And then when we talked to you, you know, it wasn't cheap by any means, but you, in a good way, there's actually like a trust there that, oh, this person's good because they charge around what we used to charge for our hourly rate when we did consulting. You gave us a quote in the thousands and thousands of dollars. And we're like, oh, wow, is this worth doing? How do we think about this? And ultimately, yes, looking back, I'm like, yes, absolutely. That was worth doing. But we knew we approached it in two ways, I think, which was interesting, which is one, it's a learning, learning experience. This is worth spending a few grand to learn how to do press, just learn to see what a good launch would be like. So that way, when we do the future things for a product launch or future fundraising or something, we at least, yeah, we've done it before. So it's not like the first time later when it's maybe more impactful. The other side was, well, we're trying to hire. Hiring is hard. Does, would we spend thousands of dollars to hire a great employee or to get some customers? Any one of those things were good marketing for us. And they all have hand out, like we've hired two engineers now. We've hired the whole team that we need right now. We might hire an eighth person, but we're about to be seven people in a week or a week and a half. And um, it didn't really come from the press directly, but it legitimized us and helped us in such a way that it's exciting for the people on the team. It's exciting for us and it's exciting for customers. I had back-to-back -back demos after we announced and my brain was melting for the month after announcement because I was just on back-to-back -back demos all the time. And if you thought June when you and I worked together was bad, you should have seen me all throughout July. I would get on calls with Kim, our new uh, business ops person, and just, I'm sorry, I don't feel like myself. My brain is melting. <laughs> I think the best feedback is this is, I love hearing this because that's exactly how it should pan out. It's not immediate. I always say like PR should be looked at as like top of funnel. The more you put into it, the more you're going to see. And it, it takes time. And so the fact that you were that busy after launch just shows that like it, it was effective. Like what we did in that one month project was effective and it should continue like that. That's exactly what you need for credibility and for conversations. And look, like this is the story that your parents read. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you want to have a good first story. Yeah. And the other side of it is that it's the story that our employees' parents read. Like we've hired people and it's been great for them. Like it is validating in so many ways of you're leaving your job to go where? It's two guys. No, they're backed by Google's AI venture firm and all this stuff. And they're in this TechCrunch. You might've seen that on the HBO startup TV show and you know all this sort of stuff that's like very legitimizing in a way that is good. And also for us on demo calls, like we're an enterprise B2B SaaS tool. It's companies come in and oh, okay, you're not just two people anymore. You're legit. Like we used to have trouble where it was a negative signal that we were two self-funded guys. Now we're a team of people. And, and a lot of that just really helped. The other thing, I don't think you even know about this, but we started working with a content marketing firm, I think the day before. So Monday, June 28th, we had their first kickoff call with them. And then June 29th, we did the press announcement for Arrows. And so the kickoff call we did with them was the day before funding. And then it was great to go in and say, hey, we're going to have this big, nice boost of like backlinks and people like legitimizing us, which we can then build upon with the content marketing work that you're going to do for us. So it's like this whole system of things. And it's one component of putting the company together, but it's been such an interesting kind of process there. But I guess before we go too far, like I think a thing that's very interesting when you and I first talked, I came from this moment of we can do this ourselves. Then I said, Kathy, what, how does this work? <laughs> and you told us. And the thing that was so surprising was like, it typically takes about a month 
to do a press launch. You said it like at best. I, it does. It, it does. Like, I, I don't want to cut you off there, but like... No, no, I want you to jump in. Okay. A hundred percent. It takes about a month and there's so many things that go into it. I have these calls all day. I speak to founders all day long, every day. I wish I could record some of the conversations where a founder comes to me and they're like, we just closed and we're going to announce it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I want, exactly. I want the New York times. Exactly. I want the wall street journal Bloomberg. And I sit there and I try not to cringe. And then I have the conversation and then some founders like walk away and they're like, wow, like I had no idea that's what goes into it great. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you did. You were saying like, oh, okay, like I can't do this by myself. There actually needs to be some prep work in advance. Oh, you need a photo. There needs to be some messaging. Like how do you do a press release? So all of these things go into place and you could probably cut that timing down into two if maybe half of that stuff was already done in advance. I think for your next announcement, if we were saying like, eventually you're going to be raising again mm -hmm. and you're going to be announcing like, you already have that press kit. Like you have your, that stuff should be pretty turnkey. But what I think takes the most time is like understanding what that bigger messaging mm -hmm. is. I, I, as startups get bigger, like they realize that they need to communicate less on features and more on a story. For you, it was, look, we're here. We need that credibility. We want to attract potential employees and get our names out there to operate with some competitors, but also differentiate at the same time because there's so many customer onboarding tools. Mm -hmm. If I could get founders to learn this at the earliest of stages, what goes into this funding announcement and break it down like week by week, it becomes super like turnkey. I mean, they understand that it does take time. You know, pitching is probably... The, the longest, or I should say like most detailed mm -hmm. effort because you want to make sure it lands with the right person. But at the same time, you have so many other things going on. It's just not realistic to, to get your full attention yeah. for yeah. a week straight. Like I needed you and I would say, Hey, Daniel, I need you to jump on this call. Yeah. Or I need you to focus on this press release and get me an investor sign off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I think what's interesting is the first week was, okay, I need this from you. Let's talk for an hour. And you downloaded to your brain or notes, like, here's the story. Here's the things that are interesting. You generated a press release. So that was on its own, very helpful. Then we got sign off from it. It was very interesting to go through the whole process. Do you remember, <laughs> bring up a store point, but do you remember the sign off that we needed from all of the angels? Yeah. No, it's not a store point at all. I don't know if you realize I got sign off from literally every angel to put them on our blog post. So I went and got all 48 people or whatever, 50 people to like say, yes, we could put them on our blog post and tweets yes. after you and I had to get sign off for, this is another thing founders don't realize. I didn't realize you have to get anybody mentioned, any firm or mention or quote, or just saying this person invested, even though they already have a signed contract that gave us money and we, in return for X contract, we can't just go mention them in the press release. Like the PR newswire companies, business wire that we used do not allow you to do that without having an email confirming that they are allowed to be mentioned. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is so dumb. I have to go ask Jeff Lawson, CEO of Twilio, who has 5,000 employees and is a multi-billionaire to now say, yes, you can mention me. <laughs> you know, it's what a pain in the butt. Yeah. And then like, there's the other side to it of, okay, well, look, if any company could just go out and add in someone's name yeah. and like tagline to whatever they wanted to share, like it becomes then a crisis. But So there's a liability standpoint. And that was my first time like having to do 48 yeah. <laughs> different approvals. And I was like, could you imagine doing that in a week? No. That took us time. That yeah. took us time. We needed to Actually, get- Actually, most of those, I got- eight of them or whatever. We did the eight or 10 that we did in the 
press release that took time and then i got everybody else because they were all like closer friends or like less it took like two days but it was still like a hey we're announcing this in two days do you mind if i mention you and then it was like that time crunch helped them but the bigger names were were such a, a chore i think the other side that was such a surprise is i had no idea that it would take you multiple weeks to pitch because i'm not thinking about as a founder we're not aware of the process that media outlets and journalists and and bloggers or whomever are taking to plan out their content calendar and like fundraising announcements they like having a heads up for. They don't just read the press release the morning of and decide to write it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that to me is one of the most like critical points because I consider press as my customer. That's, if I don't have a strong relationship with reporters, then they're not going to cover any story that I pitch them. Timing used to be at least like two to three weeks. Now I almost want to say if you have more timing, like the better. Mm -hmm. You want to just give as much lead time as possible because there's so many companies announcing. And so I think for us, like we were looking at this from a regional perspective on top of just trying to get some national press. And even like local Wisconsin, they were tough to crack. They were just like, look, this is interesting, but I'm swamped with local news that I can't come back to me and like. Yeah, like it's interesting, but is it how much? How interesting is it compared to this other stuff? I think it's hard. You're in a tricky situation with a seed stage company where you're interesting, but you're not that interesting yet. You're not that big. You might be dead in two years. Yeah, exactly. There's the risk. So there, to your point, for seed stage companies, like there really needs to be some like points in that story. And and that's why I'm like, we need to come up with a messaging, we need to come up with this narrative Mm -hmm. to help a reporter to say yes, there's not that many customers that you can publicly share. Mm -hmm. There's and if uh, they are like, what are their names? Do you even know what they are? Like, they might not be interested. Exactly. I think the other thing that was very tricky for us is Alex Wilhelm from TechCrunch wrote about us and I knew him but without you putting the process together in the press release and pitching him, I don't know if we would have gotten that, even though I knew him. And then I had to like text him to get him to pay attention to your email. But it was like having the structure of me having the relationship with somebody and you having the other relationship, like it's a very cool and very useful dynamic. And I imagine that will play out over the lifetime of the company where I'll start to talk to these people and they'll get to know me, but you'll have the relationship on the other side and kind of manage um, that relationship and, and the process. And and it was interesting because in back to the starts, like, oh, I know Alex or I know I could probably get him to pay attention and maybe, but like the risk there was just too high. Whereas, and, and how much would he have paid attention if we did it in a very naive sort of way versus like we put ourselves together in a very professional sort of way and had you present us in a way and pitch to multiple people there and understanding that commitment or that bet that we made or that investment in that process. And, and it's very nice to come on the other side of that and say like, that felt like the right call. And we just really want to yeah. say thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, taking a bet on me and, and having me do it. I think to your point, reporters should always go directly to the source. And uh, I think a good like PR person will always bridge that relationship, but then you should be able to walk away and say, I don't want to do the back office stuff. Like, I don't want to have to send Alex like a press release. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't want to follow up and re- remind him that we're going to go announce at 9am. Like all of that, I think was really helpful. And to your point, like trying to push it across was exactly that. And in, and in the future, they're going to end up going directly to mm-hmm. you. All right. Well, thanks, Kathy. Catch you later.